You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Wherever you're watching, citywide, statewide, nationwide, worldwide, this is the one and only Line to Gain show on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. I am the big O, Jerry Ostrowski. She is Sarah Larson. We've got a great show for you today. We're going back to our original format as college football has started. The NFL starts this week, tomorrow night, as a matter of fact, the Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs matchup. But tonight, on the first half hour, we're going to talk college football, and we are gain- we are joined by National College Football Analyst and host of the number one show at Fox Sports, R.J. Young, my good friend, will join us. And then at the bottom of the hour, it's what everyone has been waiting for all week. It's week one of the NFL season. We'll talk about our Buffalo Bills in a Monday night matchup, taking on the New York Jets out in New Jersey, an away game and a big, a big one at that to start the season. But first, before we bring R.J. in here in a moment, Uh, Let's hear from our sponsors. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So, you know, that means family, football and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Bill's Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills! And as always this season, our first segment will be college football and our college football segments will be brought to you, of course, by Picasso's Pizza and uh, RJ will join us here in a moment on the Line to Gain show. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I actually uh, struggled a little bit today. I woke up with, uh, unfortunately, this terrible migraine, Um, but 
had a couple of things to do this afternoon. So trying to push through it and, you know, getting ready, uh, packing up and everything. So hanging in there. But uh, one thing I will say before we get into the, the rest of the college football segment, I'm very happy that my Hurricanes won their first game. And your her, you yes. know, your your hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me let's phrase that. Your this side differentiated. Golden they're, hurricane. They're, well, no, they're your Is hurricanes. It? They're my hurricane. You're singular. Okay, there no we go. There, so there you go. go. Yes, we had a great, a great first, uh, great first win of the season. Kind of a tune-up. Um, got to watch my son make his first start. He played a really good game. Uh, my wife and I are getting on a plane tomorrow. We're heading to Seattle, Washington, Seattle. as um, the Golden Hurricane take on the tenth ranked Washington Huskies. You know, you know that that's going to be a little difficult for me because obviously I want to pull for Owen, but at the same time, you know, my my family, my father and my my uncle were both from Seattle, and um, you know, my my uncle went to UW and my dad went to uh, Washington State, so. I'm very big on uh, Washington football, so it's going to be a little hard for me, but I will, you know, make sure that I root on Owen. Um, and that game's at like 5 p.m., I think, Eastern. Yeah, Eastern, but it's 2.30 there, 4.30 uh, Central time. So, okay, so uh, then 5.30 Eastern then. Yeah, okay, so it, on TV, please do. Yeah, it'll be on the opposite end of uh, of the Hurricanes game because the Hurricanes play Texas A&M, who's also ranked. So yeah. that'll be not fun to watch, but we'll see how, <laughs> how it happens. Yeah, I don't want to waste any more time. Yep, My man, RJ Young, National College Football Analyst, host of the number one football show, the number one college football show at Fox Sports. RJ, man, what's up, dude? Chilling, man. Um, trying to figure out how Sarah is going to get out of having the both of us rooting for Owen and TU because that's the only that's the only choice here. There is no Washington to root for yeah, on this understood. here show at this time. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to uh, see you. RJ Young joined us. You can catch him out. He does uh, digital content for Fox Sports. You'll catch him sometimes on television. He does some, uh, some pieces for Fox Sports. Good friend of mine. Known RJ a long, long time. I, I've been I've been gloating on you a little bit with Sarah and, and what I what I've been going about is this. If you go across the board, national football analysts have been making top 25 predictions, top 25 preseason polls, all offseason. There's only one that had the Colorado Buffaloes in the top 25, and that's the guy we're talking to right now, R.J. Young. R.J., what did you see from Colorado that, that led you to believe they should have been ranked? I believe you have them. You had them 22, I believe, at the start of the uh, – in your preseason poll. Right. Uh, I had them at 20 to start. They're up to, I think, 18 now. But, I mean, it's much of the same things that we would look for in college football in particular. Do you have a generational head coach? Yeah. Do you have coordinators that know what they are doing and come from programs where they have shown you that, in the case of Sean Lewis, the offense coordinator, they put up 606 yards of offense a game in 2020. Charles Kelly, National Recruiter of the Year coming out of Alabama, helped put, put together that 2020 National Championship team. And then... Do you have dudes? And every time they went into the portal, they came out with gems. You add Shadour Sanders and what he was able to do at Jackson State, and then the year with Travis Hunter, and you could see how other guys wanted to play with them. And you were getting really resources that you never had at Jackson State. It's one of the things that we talk about often is there's a difference in level between the FCS and the FBS. But that really does not get to the point of 63 scholarships versus 85, how much money you get to put into your program, 
how much television revenue money you can get from that, and then the ancillary benefits of being on national television. All those things come together around Prime. Who has made a living winning, right? That's the number one thing. He is 28-6 and six as a head coach, and he is 24-3 and three over the last two years. So it, I didn't feel like I was reaching when I put him into a top 25, but I'm glad to see that more people are seeing how talented that team is. Now, when he signed with Colorado, I first looked at it and I said, you know, everyone's saying, you know, this and that about how well he was going to do. And I was like, he's going to need a year. He's going to need a year to build up this team. And then I think they signed 63 new scholarship players over the offseason, reaching into the portal, bringing people over to transfer. What he did in six months' time is absolutely ludicrous. And, um, you know, I keep on saying, is this for real? What You know, with what we saw – uh, you know, last weekend, is this the team that we're going to see again? Because a lot of people are already like, Nebraska is going to come come in there and, you know, and knock them down a peg. How do you feel about this weekend's game? Well, I pick Colorado to win, right? I don't think that <laughs> Nebraska is going to show up in Colorado's sold-out home opener and hand, uh, get handed an L. But he's been doing this for 10 months. That's one. Two, in our sport, you don't have to wait a year or three years any longer, not just because of the transfer portal, but because we can see how you can get into the college football playoff. Texas Christian, for instance, went 5-7 and seven in 2021, and they played for the national championship game or in the national championship game in 2022. USC goes from 4-8 and eight to an 11-win team that played in the Cotton Bowl last year. So you can do this overnight. You just have to be very good about who you're picking up out of the portal. I also think that, again, it's just taking a look at how he has recruited and how those kids want to play for him, right? It's not really that difficult to see on my end, but I don't think it's ludicrous. Uh, I think that you're going to see more college football teams go this route. If they can get good overnight, they will. And I think the team you saw on Saturday will be the team that you continue to see barring any injuries. You know, RJ, when you look at the way Prime has built this team and he's done it, like you said, in a short amount of time, 10 months, you know me, you know my um, my love of all things as far as reading books about the mafia and things like that. I look at this and it's very much the mafioso model, right? I mean, Dion's smart. He understands what he needs to win. And I think when people need to look at this, you know, Dion's a figurehead. He's the godfather of this thing, but he has built this pyramid, this structure of, of power in this program that everything really fits well together. They complement each other. And I think that in his case, incredibly smart of him to do and say, look, I can only do so much, but I better surround myself with good people. Which, Jerry, you know better than anybody else, doesn't make him much different than guys that play for championships in all sports. But I'm right. going to stick to mine, right? Nick Saban hasn't called a play in over 20 years. Mac Brown hasn't called a play in over 20 years. Kirby Smart hasn't called a play since he got to the University of Georgia. The guys that are working for him, to go with your mafia analogy, are guys that want to be coached by him. He's coaching coaches. Like the term that we use in my sport is CEO, right? He is a chief right. executive officer as the head coach, he motivates, right? He understands what it takes to get to where they're going because he's been there himself. And one of the things that I really think is fascinating about him is he's very good at showing you the baby and never once telling you what the labor pains are. While inside of their (laughs) building, all they do is outwork people. 
That is what it is built on, is work ethic, is pride. One of the things I think you'll appreciate in particular, Jerry, is he had a guy that wanted a single digit. Okay, Single digit, football, it's a very big deal. But it's a guy that hadn't played much, and it's a guy that hadn't shown much. And Prime said, no way. Uh-uh. I'm old school. You got to go earn a single digit. You want a specific number. You got to show me that you have earned it. And I think that's all up and down the board for them because it's not just Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter or Dylan Edwards, for that matters. All those guys expect to win. And that's the most important part of what we're doing here. Do you expect to win? Because none of them were surprised that they came away with that win. And that, if nothing else, means the world to me because now, okay, cool. We get to talk about you the way that I've always wanted to talk about a Colorado program. When you, when you look at this team, would you say if they do have a weakness, it's their, it's their lines, their fronts? I wouldn't say front seven, but definitely their defensive line, offensive line, if they do have a weakness? I think more their defensive line than their offensive line. Of course, I'll defer to you on this, Big O, but like, the thing that I always tell people is they got three grad transfers on that offensive line, right? They yep. have 69 total starts on that offensive line and 81 games played. So that's one. Defensively, though, they're talented, but they get moved off the ball. And this is probably going to be a bugaboo, right? Other than their special teams, which I think is actually the weakness of that football team. I think when you look at how to beat a prime coach team, can you run the football? So right. they start 3-0 and in 2021 in the spring, and they took their first loss to Alabama State, 35-28. to Alabama State scores 21 points in the fourth quarter. But they rode a running back named Ezra Gray to 195 yards on 23 carries to get that win against Jackson State. And then last week, you saw Imani Bailey go for 164 yards on the ground, gashing them on just 14 rushes. So, yeah, I think more of their front seven than their front five. But the game is going to be won and lost for them, I think, in special teams, right? They got to be able to make field goals. Right. They can't let guys run the ball back on them. And they have to be able to cover punts. You know, when you when you look at Dion and what he's doing, and, and, and you know, we can talk about different things. I know kind of the, the big topic right now is, is Travis Hunter, can he go ahead and sustain this many, this type of play count week in and week out? And, you know, maybe we'll touch on that in a second. But what is the end game for Dion? Is it the NFL? Is it a different program? You know, one of the things I noticed this weekend was, and of course, his son, and he's got a tremendous social media team, nothing is left not filmed. And I think that's, in his case, really, really smart and really, really cool to be able to get that behind the scenes view. But the whole Nike deal with, with them making the shoes again, the shoes that, that Prime wore when he played in the, you know, you look good, you play good, you play good, you get paid good, right? You know the saying on them. Uh, this whole this whole machine that's churning, what's what's the end game for him? Is it the NFL? I, somebody made a joke and said they could see Jerry Jones taking Shadir first round and hiring Dion as his next head coach. I really didn't think that was that far-fetched. I don't think he wants to coach in the NFL. He's said as much, as a matter of fact. He wants to affect change wherever he is. And he also understands what Nick Saban came to understand. And I think this is important. Nick Saban won a national championship at LSU, went to Miami to coach the Dolphins. Didn't go as well as he wanted it to go. Goes back to Alabama. What he learned was, hey, in the NFL, I get one first-round draft pick, and that's if my GM hasn't traded it away. In college, I can go sign 25. And I can sign 25 every single year. Even right. right now, Prime is the leader on the number one recruit in the class of 2025 at quarterback, who's a dude 
with an arm cannon who's every bit of six foot four and a sophomore, right? If you can do that and you can sustain winning at a high level, why would you want to do something else? To your point about social media and the marketing, the branding, that's about his Amazon show as much as anything else. Most of the stuff that we see, right, is stuff that they just can't use for the documentary series that he has sold to Amazon. Coach Prime uh, from two years ago, or last year, I guess it would be, is outstanding. He gets to talk about it. We got to see Travis Hunter fight through an injury, right? So we know what he's made of. There's a lot there that you could pull from how his coaches feel about him and how they feel empowered, but also they fear him. They don't want to let him down. You could see timestamps on everything. You have to be at this meeting at this time or you won't play. Or worse yet, you don't have a spot on the football team anymore, right? That part of it, I think he has more control. And not for nothing, but in the NFL, I don't know that a head coach has much, as much control as a college football head coach. And that means the world to many of them. Like Urban Meyer is a great example. Outstanding college football coach. Couldn't quite get it done in the NFL. So why would you want to leave winning at a high level to go somewhere where you're forced to be mediocre from the start and you might get good, but the chances of you staying good work against you because of the NFL draft and the salary cap. We don't have those in my sport. You can just be great. Jay, I don't know. You might, do you have a speaker on? Gotcha. How's Thank it? you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I can hear it a little bit. Um, Moving on to something else that's been going on in college football. And, and you know, you and I texted a little bit about it today. Um, the Caleb Williams situation. Um, he basically came out and pulled an Eli Manning and said, I'm not going to go play for Arizona if Arizona's tanking to draft me. What are his options? Do you think that's foolish? Do you think he should come out? you go back to college and then play another year and, and see who's available then? What feelings on the Caleb situation as far as entering the draft after this season? I think it's nice to see a, a kiddo use his leverage. That's what I think. Even if he's just selling wolf tickets, we don't get to see that many kids get to sell wolf tickets right. Right, about what they may or may not do. I'm very interested to see how far he takes this, but he didn't actually say that. Carl Williams said that, okay. right? He said that in a GQ profile that was posted on Wednesday morning. Uh, it's a good read. It's an easy read. If you're a college football fan, you probably know a bunch of this, but it's still nice to hear what other people think of Caleb Williams and what he thinks of himself. To say nothing of, that dude's a male model, and they use that to great effect in that GQ story. But if he wants to come back in 2024, the way that I would think about this is, let's assume, for the sake of our discussion, he wins the Heisman Trophy, and he wins a national championship. The last guy that would have been able to take advantage of that sort of popularity at the University of Southern California is Matt Leinart. Like, I always right. thought that he was the guy that missed the name, image, and likeness part because as much as people want to talk about Reggie, Reggie was already going to go to the NFL. Right, right. Matt got yep. to come back, and he would have got to come back with a Heisman Trophy. How much money can you make as a college football quarterback if that's what you're doing? Remember, this right. guy's doing Wendy's commercials and all sorts of other things. So it's not Sanders is making a lot of money get. now, too. They said yeah, Sanders absolutely. is making over and, $3 million or something this year. Well, I, this is for you, Sarah. By the time that Caleb Williams gets to his second contract, isn't he looking at like $70 million? I mean, mm -hmm. probably because right now, uh, you know, you're you're looking a little over 50 for most of these, you know, quarterbacks for the or like Burrow when he's, you know, um, you know, 50 something. So it's going to be, you know, probably uh, by the time he hits his second contract. Yeah. Damn near 70, 70 million dollars. Why not wait and make 25, 30? 
in your senior senior and graduate with probably a master's degree because I think he's going to graduate in December with his undergraduate degree. Do you so, think Nil will stay around for that long? Because there's been a lot of people who have a problem with it. Why? I, I don't. I'm just saying a lot of people are starting to have a problem with the amount of money because of obviously there's, you know, there's a, a lot of arguments either way. Um, people are thinking that, you know, you shouldn't be paying, you know, college kids are getting a free education and blah, 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 blah. It goes back and forth. So well, the, the, the one, why. Right. And the one thing that I wanted to say, and Sarah, it's a good point, but I, one of the things I want to say was when I played, you did what? You went and you got the Lloyds of London contract, right? You got the Lloyds of London insurance contract where if you had a career ending injury, you got paid. Well, you had to jump through a lot of hoops to prove to them that it was career ending. This whole NIL deal in college, especially with the superstars like Caleb Williams, is kind of their Lloyds of London. If something were to happen, he still has $35 million in the bank, right? So is the risk now not quite as great as it used to be, RJ? I don't think so. I think playing football is risky. <laughs> Full stop, right? right? Uh, and as far as being able to cash out your insurance, anybody that's ever tried to collect their insurance after totaling their car has been <laughs> through what you're talking about with this Lloyd's of London's contract, right. where it's just difficult to prove that you are owed what you thought you were going to get owed for your vehicle. And as far as people having a problem with it, take a hike. We all get paid. We get right. paid to do a job. They play football to pay for an education if they can do more than that we should right that's that's what they're owed we watched them play on television somebody get paid for that mm -hmm. just like josh allen gets paid right where does that money come from television why do people need to see these kids not make any money what difference does it make to them right do you want to see somebody get raised up or do you want to keep your finger on them i that's feel why like I ask, you know why is it a problem Right. right. And this is a whole nother discussion that would love to have you on again sometime to talk about, because when you talk about Nell, the other sports in college becomes a question then. Well, what about the people who play tennis and play, you know, uh, golf or who swim <laughs> and gymnastics that can't go out and compete and earn a purse um, for, you know, their winnings um, because it, you know, it goes against NCAA rules. So it would be an interesting discussion uh, sometime. But the one thing I did want to talk about quick, quick, considering, you know, week one officially is over with with uh, college football. You got week zero for for some. But um, the um, AP poll has come out and uh, this is what we're looking at currently. In your opinion, and I don't know if it, if you had a um, playoff um, teams in your mind heading into the season, if they've changed it all, um, what your opinion is going into uh you know, week two, and um, how do you foresee some of these teams shaking out? And uh, what is your prediction this year for, for the playoffs, if you don't mind sharing? I think going into the season, I had Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama as the four teams that make the playoff. I see no reason to change that up. Even if Alabama takes a loss to Texas, like I think that they might over the weekend, they can still make the SEC championship game. And if they have the one loss and they get – into a close game against Georgia, the selection committee has shown they won't hold that against Alabama. They'll put them in there. Same thing is true of an Ohio State last year who didn't even play in the Big Ten championship game I mean, got beat pretty handily by Michigan, still made the college football playoff. So it's, it's less about how many games that you won and more about how do we feel about you playing in the college football playoff. 
Texas Christian, great example, lost the Big 12 championship, still made it because they went 12-0 in the regular season. I think that you should start looking at this from the 10 up, right? Because really it's difficult to make it into the playoff if you are not already a top 10 team or at least a top 10 team by the middle of October when we get into conference play. But it's Georgia's world, man. They have an opportunity to win three consecutive national championships. That's only happened once in our sport, and that's 1934, 1935, 1936 for Minnesota. And many people don't even count that because the AP poll didn't even exist, the one we're looking at, until 1936. So it's kind of unprecedented what Georgia might be able to do, and their schedule is so soft that it's really difficult to see them taking a loss before they get to maybe even Tennessee, which is November. So those are my four teams. We'll see, right? But it's all about... Can you beat Georgia? And right now, I don't know who can. Do you have uh, any surprise teams that you're going to kind of put on that cusp of potential? USC. I like Caleb Williams. I like Lincoln Riley. I think that that's an outstanding combination. If the defense can keep a lid on the right end there. zone, <laughs> they might be okay. That you right can't there. 46 to Utah in a big uh, in a Pac-12 championship, right? You just can't do that. You can't get beat by them twice, and then. Oregon also, they just look good. Bo Nix feeling it, Bucky Irving back there, Troy Franklin is a weapon. I like those two. And I'm always going to look for my Oklahoma Sooners to make a run, right? Uh, they've, they're talented. They pitched a shutout last week, which is a really cool thing to see from a team that gave up 30 a game. And frankly, they're talented enough to make a run at this thing. Getting to the playoff, though, for Oklahoma has never been as difficult as winning a playoff game. So Three teams on the cusp for you. Awesome. You can check RJ out on Twitter. Also, you check him out on the number one college football show on Fox Sports. He's online. He's got a YouTube channel. RJ, when is your uh, when is your show? Tuesday, right? We do a show on Tuesdays that goes up on Wednesdays, and we do a live show on Saturday nights following That's the right. big game of the week. This week, that is Texas at Alabama, and we'll do a rankings reaction show on Sunday. Uh, right at the start of NFL kickoff. So I don't know that anybody here is going to be paying attention to that one, but please join us on Saturday night. We have a good time. Well, maybe this week they'll pay attention because the Bills don't play till Monday night. But there we if go. they're playing there Sunday, it'll be, be a little bit tough. RJ, I appreciate you as always. We hope to have you back on. Unbelievable content, right on point as always. Thank you for making time for us. And um, uh, yes, sir. Oh, you know I love you. That's my big brother over there, and that's my uncle. That's that I'm uncle to his son Owen, and that's one of the other reasons that I, I'm always going to be listening to this show, and I'm always going to take sides with Tulsa <laughs> when they play Washington. Guys, thanks so much for having me. I'll talk RJ, to you. RJ, I appreciate right. you. Later thanks, on, brother. RJ. RJ Young again, the host of the number one college football show at Fox Sports. You can catch him on YouTube. You heard the times Tuesday night. They got a live reaction show after the big game on Saturday. They got an instant reaction to the uh, college polls on Sunday. Check him on Twitter. He's a good follow. He's a good guy. And hopefully we'll have RJ on again. And by the way, he didn't say this, but um, RJ's a University of Tulsa graduate, Sarah. So don't don't let him kick you. He is also a Golden Hurricane, as well as a master's student from the University of Oklahoma. So he can actually tout, uh, he can fly a lot of flags in his yard as far as, 
who he uh, who he cheers for. But hey, as we said, the first segment is going to be college football. That's how it's going to be the rest of the year. That's our structure. And then we are going to go into the pro game here after this. We're going to talk about our bills, but Sarah's got this first. Yeah, give me one moment. All right, we're going to have a, a, a quick message from our Buffalo Rumbling sponsor now um, for um, Ficht, Endel, and Elmer Eicher. It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile Technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight. Because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at Ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer. We are focused on you. As you can see, I'm about ready to fly up to Buffalo and um, make an appointment with the uh, the fine people because I wear glasses. So I don't know if I can get helped by Lasix or not, but um, I uh, like I actually I filled out their I filled out their free consultation um, as you know, kind of part of the process. Um, looking um, because uh, Dan uh, Freddie has he got his done and he told me all about it. Um, while I'm in New York, I'm actually going in for the the consultation. I um, I can't stand wearing glasses, uh, <laughs> actual glasses. I wear sunglasses. I wear sunglasses all the time. Everyone picks on me. They're like, I don't know what Sarah's eyes look like. She's always in sunglasses. Yeah. Um, but for games, I like literally went out and got contacts so that I can I can watch the games now uh, with with contacts. Uh, so uh, I'll hopefully be able to see a little bit better this year. <laughs> Exactly. But hey, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We're here every Wednesday, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. It is Lion to Gain with Sarah Larson and myself, the big O, Jerry Ostrowski, right here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. 